0: Do you remember as a kid that when you put a stick in a river, it would appear as if it was distorted? It would look like it was broken or it was bent. Yet when you pull it out again, the stick is the same. It's straight. And you'd be fascinated that every time you put the stick in the water, it would appear to be broken again. And all that changed was that we placed the stick in water. Because of the water, we got a different view. The light in the water had refracted and made the stick appear as if it was bent. You see, life plays tricks on us like this all the time. Our view of things become the beliefs that we hold. Our interpretations of what we believe to be true are our perceptions. It's what we understand to be true. It's our view of the world. As I discussed in an earlier episode, we've got to question where our beliefs come from and whether the beliefs that we hold are serving us well or whether they're not serving us. Our memories are our perception of what happened in a particular event or at a particular moment in time. Now, while some of us will have a positive perception of an event, someone else may have a negative perception of the same event, and these perceptions can change how we will act in a similar future event. Our perceptions can hold us back in many, many ways. They can hold us in an uncomfortable space where our thoughts consume us and bring us down a spiral, whereas a different perception of the same event can actually empower us. Just because something is written down or said in history doesn't mean it's true. It is only the view of the author. Many other people would have different views or perceptions of the same events, therefore you could say that the records of history are in fact false, because it's one individual's view. What are the perceptions that you hold of past events or people in your life that are holding you back? When you look back over your life, what is the one negative event that you remember immediately? Try to recall that event and replay it in your mind's eye. And what you'll find is that you'll be replaying the event from your perspective, from your standpoint you'll remember what you were feeling and thinking. Now, step into the mind of the other person that was involved in the same event. What do you think they would have been saying to themselves, or either during the event or afterwards? From their standpoint, what would have been the reasons behind such an event happening? What could have caused them to take such an action in that particular moment? When you start to look at all the different angles to an event, instead of just your own viewpoint, you begin to understand there will have been several reasons or circumstances making up that one event. Now, by doing this, it will allow you to begin to dissolve the negative charge that you may have associated with that particular event. When you look at the event or that moment in time, begin to list down all the benefits that happened in your life as a result of that event. Now, I know it might seem strange, and especially on the very charged events, but list down what positive things have materialised in your life which could have been attributed to that event or that moment. What areas of your life have you become stronger as a result? Who in your life that is aware of that event has given you support? How has the learning from that event helped you? What have you gained from that event happening in your life? Have you capitalised on it in some way? How has it moved you closer to your purpose? You see, there are always two sides to everything. It's the universal law of duality. You can't have one side without the other existing. Like two sides of a coin, one cannot exist without the other. You can't have positive without negative. You can't have heat without cold. Otherwise we wouldn't experience contrast. There has to be both sides. So while an event or a moment in time can be perceived as negative, there's always a positive for that same person. The individual just hasn't brought it to their conscious attention. Equally, when it comes to other people and how we judge and compare ourselves to others, there are both positive and negative perceptions. It's our own imbalanced perceptions and comparison that we put someone else higher than ourselves or equally we put others down lower than ourselves. The reason being is that there are elements in others that we don't recognise in ourselves. It's our perceptions. I discuss this further on in episode called We Are All Mirrors. We can look at others as being more successful or having a particular gift or talent that we haven't recognised in ourselves and therefore we put ourselves down. Our self-worth decreases and so our confidence decreases. And we can venture on a downward spiral, but what we don't recognise is that that other person might be displaying their gift or talent in a way that is unique to them. You too have gifts and talents that you display in other ways. You're just not recognising the value of those gifts and talents in yourself. As an example, you can have one person being able to talk comfortably to strangers at a business networking event, for example, yet when you put them on stage to give a speech, they crumble. Whereas you can have another person perceived as being shy at the same business networking gathering, yet when they're on stage, they're the center of attention. We display our traits, gifts, and talents in different ways to other people. It's not that one person is better than another. We simply display them differently. Equally, we can put other people down in terms of our perceptions of them. We can resent them. We can think that they are less than us. But again, that's because there are elements in those other people that we have not recognised in ourselves and owned within ourselves yet. And in order to be whole, we must own all parts of ourselves, what others might consider good or bad, but they're in fact neither good or bad. We might say about another person that they're very negative in the way that they talk about their staff and therefore in our mind's eye we put them down. Or we might even go as far as to talk to other people about that person being negative about their staff. Yet in doing so, we display being negative ourselves. We've just done it in a different way. We haven't talked negative about our own staff, but we've talked negatively about that other person. Or we might talk negatively about something else in our lives, our job, our home, our relationships. We're displaying that trait in a different way or in a different aspect of our life. There are over 4,000 traits and each individual has every single one of them. However, each individual displays those traits in a different way. It's when we recognise that we too have the traits that we admire in others, as well as the traits that we resent in others, that we get to the point of our perceptions being balanced, in equilibrium, to being objective, to love. Our genius pendulum comes into equilibrium, and we begin to own all parts of ourselves and to love all parts of ourselves. Our perceptions are a reflection back to us of what we see in others, but we yet don't recognise in ourselves. By not identifying the traits in others that you admire, will mean that you're holding yourself back. You're making yourself small. You're lowering your own self worth and how you value yourself. But if you don't value you, then how can you expect others to value you? Yes, I know it's a harsh concept to accept, but it's the truth. And in my experience, just like the quote, the truth will set you free. When you realise this and know that you can learn and move forward, then you will reach new heights new levels of success and new levels of performance and higher states of being. Why? Because you are removing the blockages that are holding you back. If you knew you were more confident, then what difference would that make for you in achieving what it is that you want to achieve in life? If you knew nothing was holding you back and that there were no limitations, then what would you do differently? But let's go deeper. If you were to look at your life right now, what is it that you're resentful of? What are the people that you feel have wronged you? What are the things you feel you deserve but yet don't have? What are the circumstances that keep showing up in your life where you feel you have done exceptional work but yet for some reason you didn't quite make it? Or someone else got the promotion which you had hoped for but didn't get? Take a recent example in your life. Bring it into your mind's eye and reflect on what it is. What is it that shows up for you? How do you feel wronged? If you were to put a trait or behaviour that that person who wronged you has... What is that trait? Name it. And to make it easy for you, take an example of a business partner that you've worked with for many years growing the business. Then the company gets bought over. Circumstances change and the business goes into decline. You're made redundant by the new management, but your partner's kept on. Not only that, but the debts that you signed in the business, you also gave personal guarantees for. And now that the business has gone into decline, the banks are after you for recovery of the debts that you owed. Now think of it. What is the trait of the partner in those circumstances that come to mind which annoys you the most? Is it that you feel you've been wronged? Or perhaps it's the case that he displayed the trait of looking after himself while not caring about others. Is it disloyalty? What is the trait? Now this may not be the scenario for you, but what is the most recent negative event in your life that shows up for you? Who are the people that you feel wronged you or didn't give you a fair deal or whatever the trait or behaviour you dislike from that recent event is? When you have that one event in your mind's eye, now look back over your life and try and identify all the other negative events that have shown up for you, or all the other people that came into your life that you feel hurt by in some way. The relationships that you've had with different people, but yet they all display the same traits or behaviour towards the end of that relationship. List them all out, and then list out the characteristics, the behaviours or the traits of those individuals. And what you'll find is a pattern. A pattern that will show you the same trait or characteristic and the same behaviour or similar to all the people that you've listed. It's that pattern that you're looking for. You see, those people or those events are mirrors for you. They're reflecting back to you what you need to learn, what you need to recognise, own and take control of for yourself. Those parts of you that you don't yet own in yourself. Those events, people and circumstances are reflecting back to you what you need to learn there are the lessons, there are the mirrors. By recognising them as mirrors or lessons, what does it tell you? What's the lesson you're meant to learn? What's the behaviour or the trait that you need to recognise within yourself? Because here's the thing, when you learn the lesson, then circumstances, events or people will no longer show up in your life to teach you what that lesson is. you would have progressed, you would have evolved. If you were to observe a young child in those circumstances, what is the advice you would actually give that child? If that child was wronged or you feel wasn't treated fairly then what is the advice you would actually give that child? You might tell them to be more like that other individual, to be more in control of the circumstances, to look after yourself more. It's that advice which you need to be given to yourself. Until such times you break the negative patterns in your life well they're just going to keep repeating them over and over again. Identify the patterns and see them as being mirrors that are reflecting back to you what it is that you need to own and change your perception of. And there's a whole process in how you get to own the traits that you admire as well as the traits that you dislike in others. When you do that, then you're not holding yourself back. You come back into equilibrium. But first, you need to identify the traits that you admire or dislike in others. If you don't, then it'd be like the U2 song, Stuck in a Moment. You'll be ever stuck there, in that moment which is holding you back. So consider for yourself. What are the people in your life that you resent or hold negative feelings towards? And who are the people that you admire and as a result put yourself down in comparison to them? What are the moments in your life that you currently perceive as being negative? Whether you're judging yourself, judging others or judging events, you have an imbalanced perception. That's when you're seeing the stick as being broken. When you judge yourself, you're bringing down your own self-worth. The aim is to balance our perceptions and to get to a point of love for the traits we have within us all. When we get to that point, then we reach much higher states of being, of knowing, of oneness, of mastery. Now, if you want to know more about how to dissolve those moments in your life where you perceive them as being negative, or you want to own the traits that you admire or you dislike in others, just go to my website paulwilliamdavis.com and reach out to me there. But until next time, I wish you every success.